0: It's football and other F-words, and we're a little late past 12.30 p.m. But you know what, Mike? It doesn't matter because we do not have a sponsor for ad for this week. So we could just jump right in to some talk. And I just want to go ahead and start with the Lamar Jackson talk because that is obviously the hottest topic going on in the NFL. And there's a lot of layers I want to pull back. So I just want to jump right into this. Uh, Lamar Jackson was tagged with a non-exclusive franchise tag, which is about $32 million guaranteed money if he were to sign it for one year. Now, what this means is that other teams can negotiate contracts with Lamar Jackson since he's dumb enough that doesn't have an agent. So he can negotiate with other teams. He can sign one of the offers, bring that to the Ravens, and they have a chance to match it. Or to get two first round picks. And those first round picks are determined by like when this all goes down. So, got all that out of the way. Boy, did this cause a shitstorm of people that cannot read and that do not understand the state of the NFL currently as it sits. Mike, I think I'm going to start with a tweet that I am pretty sure is directed towards one of your tweets. And it would be the tweet where you ask, would you uh, rather have this or rather have that, which is like, yeah. would you rather have Lamar Jackson or $50 million and a couple draft picks, and your favorite quarterback, whatever that quarterback may be. Or there was also another tweet that you had that said, um, would the, the people injury-prone quarterbacks with playoffs with a lack of playoff success, you know, you complain about all that, then, oh, let's go pay Lamar and trade for Lamar. Yeah. So, so this is the tweet, and it's from In It For The Kicks, the T- Titans Twitter elites, the TT elites, are out and about the bout today, saying they'd rather have Tannehill over Lamar. So I'm pretty sure that's directed at you because I go and I search Tannehill and Lamar on Twitter, and I don't see any of the normal elite accounts. In fact, I only see accounts that I've never even heard of, have never replied to any of my tweets, saying that they would like Tannehill over Lamar. So. They're not elite, I would I would assume that this is directed towards you. Where in your tweets did you say that? Because I I know that, you know, Times Twitter is really hard with reading comprehension, but nowhere in any of your tweets did you say that Tannehill that you would rather have Tannehill Tannehill over Lamar? Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I don't know because this is and this is my least favorite thing about Twitter, um, is People will you will say one thing, and then people will say, oh, "Oh, oh!" So you think completely unrelated to what you actually said, the words that you actually said. So it's it's just this wild place of uh, you know, what just jumps of uh, uh, of logic or said, but no, nowhere did I ever say. Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. That is dumb. Lamar Jackson is clearly a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. That is undebatable. It is undebatable. The Titans would be a better team right now with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. There. That is printed on the headlines for all the people that cannot read. Lamar Jackson better than Ryan Tannehill. You heard it here first. Uh, Fully,
0: fully agree, by the way. I mean, uh, I fully agree with everything that you said as far as in a vacuum. If you could go to Lamar Jackson and go to Ryan Tannehill and swap them, and nothing changes, no draft picks, no money, you just put Lamar Jackson on this team, ten times out of ten, I would take Lamar Jackson. I've said that numerous times. I've written it. Of course, I didn't get into the shitstorm that you that you went down last night with your all your tweets. That you know, it's kind of a little bit of a self inflicted shitstorm because you know how Titans Twitter is I right know. now. I'm- I know and it, it's TV. a little conflicted, but the fact of the matter is that you never once in any of your tweets said you would rather have Tannehill over Lamar. You said you would rather have the two draft picks, the money, and your favorite quarterback. Right? I mean, I, like that's what where exactly. you fell into. That could be C.J. Stroud, right? That's, I mean, that that's could what be it comes down way. to.
1: Is I yeah. would rather have, I would rather trade an extra first to go get C.J. Stroud and have him under contract for, you know, a, under a rookie NFL court quarterback contract, which would be a fraction of what you would have to pay Lamar Jackson, than bringing on Lamar Jackson. And and we can get into, the, like, the reasons behind that. but And I get there's risk with any projection of a rookie quarterback, but C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young are good quarterback prospects. Like, they are, they may not be, like, trevor lawrence uh andrew luck level like
0: andrew luck and joe burrow i wouldn't say
1: well okay so but how how mo- i know you have this thing about trevor lawrence but trevor lawrence you used like, to have
0: this thing you come most, back to me come back my, to me
1: mike by most people's standards trevor lawrence was viewed as a pretty yeah. much bulletproof quarterback prospect they are not quite to that level but they are not far off right like they, they are a better quarterback prospect For example, than any of like Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, as far as a prospect goes. Now, I'm not saying they will be a better NFL player than Josh Allen, but as a prospect coming out of college, what you're projecting to the NFL, they are better than all of those guys. They are better than most quarterbacks in most years. So this is actually a pretty good quarterback class to go get your guy. I mean, I, I think this is an opportunity for the Titans. And I would rather take the chances that one of those guys pans out than throw all this money and all these picks at Lamar Jackson right. and hope he regains a form that we haven't seen in four years. Yeah, I mean, can, that's can we,
0: the thing. I think, I think uh, Paul Karski said it best, and he was on Robbie and Rex Road Wednesday morning, um, and he said a lot of people, and this is kind of the quote, but not the quote, a lot of people bring up that he's an MVP quarterback. Well, let's define what an MVP quarterback is. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady are perennial MVP quarterbacks. Carson, the year before, like, what was it, two years before, a year before that Lamar Jackson won? Carson Wentz almost won a MVP. Like, he was trending in the direction that year of being NFL MVP because of what the Eagles were doing the year they won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles took over. What happened then? He got injured. He never sniffed another MVP he missed games and i'm not saying that lamar jackson is anywhere close to a bad quarterback as carson wentz what i'm saying is why are we holding on to this mvp award back in 2019 when pretty much the everybody the play that year was not that great i mean like lamar what lamar jackson did was great He was never able to duplicate it ever again and even come close to being the quarterback that he was that year. Now, there's a lot of maybe circumstances you want to throw in and this and that, and you want to blame the offensive coordinator. You want to blame the lack of weapons. You want to blame this. Either way you blame it, Lamar Jackson could not elevate talent. He is not an elite quarterback. That's that's just where I am personally at. It's Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrows getting up in there, and those are the only two elite quarterbacks. Okay.
1: I, I agree with you. I, I don't those really are agree. Those by the way, hey, Matt ahead. Ryan is an MVP quarterback. Yeah. He's available, yeah. right? I mean, yeah.
0: like. Yeah, let good. get Matt Ryan. You know, if we have, if the qualifier is an MVP quarterback from three-plus years ago, we got a whole list of people that we can go get if, if you guys need it. Yeah. And to me, because uh... someone said, well, Lamar Jackson deserves a fully guaranteed contract. By what metric? Is it the just the metric that the Browns were the only team stupid enough to do that for Deshaun Watson? How'd that work out last year? How'd it well, work out trading multiple picks for a f- was I don't I don't think Russell Wilson's ever won an MVP right? He's always just no. been really close.
1: I don't think he's ever gotten a vote for an MVP. Oh, has he
0: not even gotten at least one yeah, vote? Oh, that's yeah, I think cool that's like island. one of those things that people yeah. bring up about him. But you know, how did t- trading all those picks and getting a big contract work out for Russell Wilson? Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I've seen a couple people say he hasn't hit his prime yet. I mean, I think he's kind of in his prime, but like
1: well and and this is the thing too. I feel like Lamar Jackson's prime as a quarterback may not look the same as the prime of other more traditional quarterbacks, like a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who mostly wins from the pocket and sure he has the ability to scramble and break tackles and stuff like that. but it is not like Lamar Jackson's game is primarily defined by the fact that he is the best athlete on the field at any point, like he is able to make guys miss. He is a absolutely devastating threat with his legs. And what do we see? And, and I'm not doing the whole Lamar Jackson is a running back thing. I'm not doing that. That's trash. He's a good quarterback. But he has part of the skill set that he relies on is in common with running backs. Like it is something where if he loses his speed, what makes him really special is going to be damaged. And by the way, like guys lose their speed in their late 20s. I mean, they, we've seen it with Derrick Henry. I just wrote about this at paulkarski.com today uh about derrick henry's top speed that he reaches on a miles per hour basis the highest speed that he got to in 2022 was almost a full mile power lower than his next i have slower
0: in my age
1: yeah i mean me too i'm i'm i used to be a little bit faster than this um but <laughs> it's uh i mean it just it's it's a the truth of the matter and derrick henry by the way 29 years old so lamar jackson His prime as a quarterback. Now, if he turns into, you know, a Patrick Mahomes like player or, you know, yeah, well, like -like what's he waiting for? (laughs) Then sure, maybe that extends his prime somewhat. But I I just don't know that that's ever going to happen because we have not seen any signs of it happening. Like he is a good quarterback, but what makes him special is the running ability and the ability to just destroy people. If you don't spy him, or if you don't, you know, account for him in the run game. So but this just, idea that
0: he deserves the the fully guaranteed contract is is insane. And I know yeah. it only takes one team, right? That team last year was the Cleveland Browns. But guess what? All the teams that were in on the Deshaun Watson sweeps didn't give anybody a fully guaranteed contract. Denver Broncos were in on Deshaun Watson, right? What they do? Okay, well, we didn't get Deshaun Watson. We're going to go after Russell Wilson and we don't have to give them a fully guaranteed contract. They still gave them a stupid, dumb contract, but they didn't give them fully guaranteed. The Falcons specifically pulled out of the Deshaun Watson situation, pissed off Matt Ryan on top of it, and they ended up, because they didn't want to pay a fully guaranteed contract. The Browns were the only team stupid enough to do it. Is there a team that could possibly do it? Yes, but I think it's going to happen after the draft. Like, it, I don't think that anybody is getting to get into the habit. and this is what I've been trying to explain. Uh, the, first up, the only two quarterbacks that deserve a fully guaranteed contract in my mind are Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, because they're the only ones that are elite. but that that's just my specific opinion. And there's a lot of talks about collusion, and we'll we'll get into that because, you know, it, it's 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 a it's a tight rope to walk, but guess what? It doesn't matter if it's collusion or not. The NFL ain't gonna be is is too big to fail. They're not scared of any uh, collusion. So hard to prove in a legal system. Good luck to Lamar Jackson, their representatives. Like well, this idea yeah. that people are gonna start backtracking because oh, they talked about collusion last night. They're bringing up collusion, but the NFL is gonna do this? No, not really. They're listen. You thought the same thing and about when stuff happened with Colin Kaepernick. Guess what? They they stuck to their guns. Right? I mean, they completely wrong way to go about it, but they completely blackballed Colin Kaepernick and they got away with it. You think this little collusion thing that is way harder to prove than that Colin Kaepernick blackballing thing is going to change anything about the NFL? No, they do not want to put $200 million in cash in an escrow account in the, in the first season of the contract and hold it there. Because if they start doing it for Lamar Jackson and he gets his way, then they're going to have to do it for the next quarterback and they're going to have to do it for the next quarterback and then they're going to have to do it to other positions. You I, just are not going to get there.
1: I don't even think it goes that deep. I, I, I think it is – of course, they don't want to give him a fully guaranteed contract. He hasn't finished either of the last two seasons. He's missed at least five games each of the past two seasons, including the games where in 2021, he, the Ravens were trying to get into the playoffs and he wasn't available. In 2022, he missed playoff, you know, a playoff game uh, and that they lost that, that was very close, um, that they easily could have won with him in there. I, of course, they don't want to give him fully guaranteed money over four or five years because what happens if he blows out his knee, or what happens if all these injuries just keep popping up? That you know he he gets a payday, and every time he gets a sore ankle, he doesn't want to play. Like it's fully guaranteed money. He has no incentive to care about anything. I mean, as long as he shows up and does his job and doesn't you know necessarily like refuse to go on the field uh, when he's fully healthy. Like I, I just don't. Why would they he, want to give him guaranteed money? Well, have a meeting to talk about that. Yeah. Like, of course if, they if
0: don't. If he's faking injuries, by the way, I've seen oh. people say, well, I think he faked and, and I've seen legit sources, not just people on Twitter, had of, have alluded to it. And I think even the yeah. Ravens kind of alluded to it, that he kind of is sitting out to save himself for free agency, trying to make more money. Look, I'm all for players making their own, making money like that. Me but if he's faking an injury now, what's to stop him from faking an injury later on a team that is out of playoff contention and he's getting fully guaranteed money?
1: Yeah. Or or I mean, look, look, if he was willing to fake an injury to stay off the field for an NFL playoff game against a division rival, I I don't want him on my team, period. Point blank. Like if that's what really happened. And I don't I'm believe
0: out, that is what period. happened, by the way. I think I that is I like, don't either. Yeah. But I think that's what people it. need to understand. Well, neither of us we think that is a stupid ass rumor, but it is not a rumor that if you're going to use it, that makes Lamar look good. Like right. people got to understand that that it would be a reason why teams aren't going to give him a fully guaranteed contract. That's not a good thing. That's that's a that is a right. bad thing among the NFL. And I do not think he did that, by the way. Because we've had players either. come I, out I and think... say something. All the uh, the Baltimore Ravens players would not be coming out to <laughs> try to support. Lamar Jackson want him to get paid, want him to be a Raven if they knew he quit on him. Okay. So let's I, just put that out there.
1: I do, I do think, so I do think there's some mystery as far as what happened at the end of last season with him because Rich Rich Eisen talked about it. I think it was on today's show or maybe it was yesterday's. Um, but he talked about it and, you know, Lamar not being on the sideline, uh, in Cincinnati and everything like that. And they're, they're, they're you know, they said he was sick or whatever, but, there's definitely some weirdness that was going on at the end of last season between Lamar and the Ravens and whether that was just tensions over the contract situation kind of boiling over and and not really anything more to it than that. Um, you know, maybe that's the, the simplest explanation, but I, I do think there's a valid question about, you know, what happened at the end of last season, but I, I don't think he was faking an injury. I think maybe he was more hurt than they initially thought or, or got, re-injured at some point or the training staff, which, you know, obviously, you know, you, we just saw the NFL PA grades and everything. And the Ravens players all hate their training staff. Yeah. Um, so maybe that had something to do with that. Um, But it, something happened there at the end of last season, between the morning, the Ravens. And, and if I was a team, by the way, and Rich, hasn't made this point, so I'm borrowing it from him. I would want to know what happened at the end of last season before I'd be willing to sit, sit down and talk about, you know, 200 million. I guess million what they just
0: there. came from the combine. They all know what happened at the end of the last season. Like that's what well, you they, guys got to understand is that the combine they may have not talked to Lamar, but they have talked well, to they talked to the Ravens.
1: They know what they know what happened from the Ravens' point of view. Now yeah. they should find out what happened from Lamar's point of view for sure. But again, and I I hate to side with Mike Florio, I do think this is why Lamar Jackson should have hired an agent. This yes. this is this is the kind of situation where you would want your representation out there telling teams, look, this is what happened. Um, and you know it's just different when it's coming from him and not from from an agent and not from the player.
0: Well, I mean he, he, that's what the agent is supposed to do. The agent is supposed to not only work best for you, but also insulate your, yourself and get you get your name out there in positive light. Combat stories. Do this. Yeah. Do that. I mean, we haven't heard a peep from Lamar Jackson really about this whole situation. And here's the other thing. To me, it just is coming down to. You're giving away two first-round draft picks, right, which probably per year are going to be way cheaper than what you're going to be paying per year for Lamar Jackson, obviously. And not every team is just a quarterback away. Like, that's the problem is that, like, these teams that are people like, well, I can't believe Atlanta wouldn't go after them. Well, Atlanta's not a quarterback away. And if you listen to Terry Fortnot's comments, uh, I think it was um, in Albert Breer's article this week. Fortnott basically talked about they understand him, Arthur Blank, Arthur Smith are of the understanding that they are probably still a year or two away, but they're all good with the direction that the franchise is heading. Trading away first-round draft picks and paying a guy a fully guaranteed contract, because that's the only way, right now that uh, that Lamar Jackson is going to sign an offer sheet is if it's a fully guaranteed contract these people bringing up the 133 million fully guaranteed they offered that was offered last year and it had up to 160 to 180 million guaranteed in it but it was fully guaranteed at 133 these people got to stop bringing up that number that is an old number old information obviously that number has gone up. How far? I don't know, but it's not gonna. It's probably closer to 150 fully guaranteed. I would. I would say. When,
1: and he declined that, right? I mean, it's, yeah. It's like that wasn't enough. So
0: yeah. So he's wanting to be, for all intents and purposes, close to a Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract in terms of money. He must be 200 million plus. The Falcons, while they do have that kind of money, they know and they learned. They, I bet you anything. That the that the Atlanta Falcons are like, man, we really dodged a bullet by with that whole Deshaun Watson thing. So why would they go and try to repeat the same mistake? And it, it may end up maybe like Lamar Jackson suddenly is healed and he he knows how to play the system and all that. They're not a quarterback away. The Panthers are probably the closest, but they're in a position where they can draft a quarterback, right? Like, At this point, you guys have to understand what's the best way to build a team. And none of these teams that are trying, that were connected to Lamar Jackson, are trying to buy a Super Bowl for like one year. And that's essentially what you're trying to do. You're trying to go after and say, you're trying to pull the Rams, right? You're trying to get a Matt Stafford and say, okay, with Lamar Jackson, we are set up right now to win a Super Bowl and we're going to win. It's going to pay dividends immediately. None of these teams are at that situation. And also from the side of this, the Ravens are the smartest front office in the history of the NFL. I don't care what you say. I'm not saying that they're the best, but they are the smartest. They're the ones who first started calculating, manipulating the compensatory pick formula. And now everybody's doing that, right? Well, most everybody, but most teams are now like picking up on the compensatory pick formula. They also were the first to start targeting and mining small school players before the rest of the NFL caught on. Like, if you trace back, and this is from Connor Orr on Sports Illustrated, uh, and this is what he specifically said. If you want to trace the development of the modern NFL front office, so much of it winds through the work done by Ozzie Newsom and Eric DaCosta over the past decade plus. These are GMs who treated Baltimore like the answer section of the workbook and flipped there directly. They put the non-exclusive franchise tag because they knew what Lamar Jackson's market was, and they know that essentially what's going to happen is he's going to bring an offer to him that's not fully guaranteed. They're going to match it, and they're going to be good to go, and they're going to win because that's what the NFL set up to do. Because the NFL PA sucks, and they still have they've let this funding rule that requires the escrow account that's been around for forty around forty years. They've left this sit there, and this is why you're not getting fully guaranteed contracts. It's not yeah. to say if you lift it or you lessen how much you have to put in the escrow account that every contract could be fully guaranteed, but the likelihood that owners will probably start opening up the checkbook for that becomes greater, right? So, like, and, and by it, the way, it's, that it's it's, that, it's Lamar Jackson's fault at the end of the day for not having representation.
1: But in that escrow rule, by the way, was put in place back when the NFL was like yeah. whether or not it would even survive. Yeah, and, they had no clues. were be and yeah. it, was it was a guarantee world. that you know a team wouldn't just go out of business and and leave a player uh, screwed as far as getting paid. So it's it's a very antiquated rule based on what where the league is today compared to where it was when it was instituted. But it, it is like there's all these factors, and I think that's something that that people are just skipping over with the Lamar Jackson thing. There's a lot of factors that come into play here because look, it has been proven now. Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl. Um, I think we can all agree as adults that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl, and that was like the first quarterback to ever do it with like that level contract, right? I mean, it was it's it was like just him that as far as like taking up that amount of uh, of cap space. It's extremely difficult to build. A really high-end roster when you have your quarterback taking up say 50 million dollars a year uh worth of cap it's even harder to do it when you're going ahead and kneecapping two first round picks right out of the shoot which you need to hit on to have cheap good uh, you know high talent players around that quarterback that's super expensive because you're gonna have to hit in the draft like that that is how these teams have to build once you get to that certain point with uh you know, quarterback pay, you've got to hit in the draft. You've got to hit with these like low level free agent signings and, and stuff like that. You've got to be really, really smart, really, really good with your money trying to uh, support that quarterback without letting it all fall apart around him. because it's easy to do. I mean, like the bills are up against it right now because they cap wise, they're going to have to, they're going to have to lose some guys. I mean, they're, they're going to lose some players this offseason. Um because, you know, they paid Josh Allen and you know, guess what they should have. Um, but but they is, didn't
0: pay him a fully guaranteed contract. People they, keep yeah, that in mind by the way. They didn't fully
1: guaranteed. Um, but there's all this stuff, and, and I think it's that's what that's why the quarterback class comes into play here and is a part of the conversation because, especially for a team like the Titans, or even more so for like, I mean, you know, people. I mean, say it's that.
0: really for the next two years, right? You, I mean, you yeah. got to project when you're GM. You're projecting out for at least another year. Yeah, great GMs project out even further, but you're looking at it and you're saying. Okay, well, I'm going to give up both my first-round draft picks. Well, I could have a quarterback in this year's draft or next year's draft that's cheaper and probably has the same upside, maybe a little bit longer shelf life.
1: Yeah, and, and you would have to give up fewer picks, or not fewer picks, but you'd have to give up a relatively similar amount of picks uh, to get your quarterback, your preferred quarterback out of 2023 or 2024. So we're talking C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Anthony Richardson, you know, uh, Will Levis, um, uh, you know, Quinn Ewers, whoever else emerges from the the 2024 group. I'm sure there will be at least a, one or two that do. Um, but there, those are, are going to be some really good quarterbacks prospects in the next two classes, and you would be able to get them for about the same price in draft picks and at a fraction of the cost cap wise. So there's risk involved on both sides and i get like lamar's proven himself as a, a quality nfl quarterback he has and, and that is valuable to some degree when you're comparing him against you know rookie prospects or whatever but the injury stuff the fact that he has not performed at the same level over the last few years that all brings risk into the equation it is not like you can just say all right well look what he did in 2019 he's going to be that guy if we stick him on the the 2023 titans which, by the way, would have a horrible offensive line because they would be, uh, you know, even if you set up the contract as friendly as you could uh, for, like, the first-year cap hit and all that stuff.
0: Which you can't on a a fully-guaranteed contract, by the way. Like, it's almost, I mean, I guess you can't because of Deshaun Watson, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous.
1: Like, $60 million signing bonus or something like that and spread it all out. And you're still talking about, like, a $20 million cap hit um in year one most likely and that's going to be a big chunk of what they have so and you have no pick at 11 so you're talking about (laughs) you know you're finding your starting left tackle either on the like bargain bin free agency or you know in the middle rounds of the draft I mean he would have a terrible supporting cast here it's not like they'd win right away I don't think with Lamar Jackson
0: well you know I look at it this way at at the end you know it's just it's just the state of the NFL. It has nothing to do with anything other than the money and the value you're getting back in return. Because we we've seen teams bend over backwards for a guy last year in Deshaun Watson and it didn't work. We saw teams bend over for Russell Wilson, didn't work. Normally this kind of stuff doesn't work. And the Ravens would not if they were not confident that they were going to have Deshaun or Lamar Jackson back in the fold, or at least have a He was at least not going to get the contract that he thought he was. They would not have let him, you know, do the non-exclusive. They're telling you in neon letters what is going down with this team. And, you know, I just think about it in the sense that the Tennessee Titans, like if John Robinson had done better in free agency and had done better in the draft, and Kayla uh, Anderson on 104.5 this morning said this, they could be in the market for Lamar Jackson. But none of that happened. So if you want to see why the Tennessee Titans should not get, look at the state of the roster. Look at the resources you would have to allocate. Look what you could do after signing Lamar Jackson. I will say this. I think after the draft, Lamar Jackson's market could heat up. I think you're going to see teams that were previously out get back in because those are future draft picks, right? They're not draft picks in this upcoming draft. Those are future chances. So I could see it coming, but let me say this. Nobody is, and I'm, you know, if if you want to put it out and you can call me out if he gets a fully guaranteed contract, I'm not going to care. No one is going to pay him a fully guaranteed contract. If it's fully
1: guaranteed, it's going to be way less money or way shorter term. Right.
0: Like, it's not going to be a $200 million fully guaranteed contract. And for those who are like, well, I can't believe the Giants would pay Daniel Jones. They're paying Daniel Jones a two-year contract And it's 86 million fully guaranteed and 105 in total guarantees. That's a large difference between that and 200 plus million fully guaranteed. That's a huge, massive difference. He's getting paid like Daniel Jones should get paid in the current market climate. If Lamar Jackson wants $160 million fully guaranteed, I could see it. I am all for it. I think that would be the most, if I'm not mistaken, the fully guaranteed money. I understand. Two hundred million. I know that seems crazy. That forty million makes that big of a difference, but it does because it's also about the years involved in all of it. So it's just this is why you don't represent yourself when you're this level of veteran or of a NFL player. In you just you just don't. Okay. And
1: and by the way, I also think that Daniel Jones' contract is not a good contract. (laughs) It it
0: is a weird Ryan Tannehill esque contract that they can get out of it early, but they're probably going to have to touch before then which yeah. is not hey listen that's not a good thing to do and we played
1: this game we played yeah. this game before yeah
0: Geno smith probably in a similar situation but we'll see we those numbers haven't fully came out yet okay mike oh man so a lot has happened since we were last recorded besides lamar jackson we have lots and lots of rumors flying out uh from trevor sykema um from previous sources that the Tennessee Titans are interested in trading up Uh, Teron Davenport heard, um, while he was at the combine that their favorite quarterback or their favorite guy out of the quarterback is CJ Stroud. I think we're both pretty much of the ilk that it's like one, a one B doesn't really matter if it's CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, one, a one B for us. Okay. And
1: and I honestly may be tilting to make, Stroud the one
0: A. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna put up a big old fight if they pass on Bryce Young. I'll be a little heartbroken, but that's okay. Um, but ultimately, I want to dive into a different aspect of this. I've talked about Simmons. And we talked about the Simmons thing a little bit last week. Positional value, this or that. It sounds like by all accounts, the words being used by Ryan Poyles and then, and then. Rich Eisen has came out and said that he heard that the deals uh, deal is going to be done for the number one overall pick sooner rather than later. But Ron Poles had different words to say. Maybe he was just putting stuff out in the media to drum up a little bit extra heat and business because that's what really what happens right after the combine. But he talks about three interested parties at the combine, included at least one that's further back than what I thought. But if I'm going to the next tier on the Bears draft board, you're going to have to make up for that with more capital. More capital does not necessarily mean more draft picks. Are you okay with trading – if the Tennessee Titans came out and said, we are trading Jeffrey Simmons, a first-round pick, and who cares, whatever, blah, 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 for for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, that's conviction. That's one of the qualifiers. Are you okay with it?
1: Yes, I would be, ultimately. I and, and look, I I would prefer that they trade three first-round picks or I'm whatever it is. Um, you know, if they traded their 20, they traded 11 plus 2024 first, plus 2025 first, plus even like another day, you know, future day two pick or something like that. That that would be my preference um, as far as like a realistic deal that I think would get it done but i think there is a real chance that the bears will look at that and go look 11 puts us out of the range and kind of like what, what you said mm-hmm. like ryan Pohl said it, it is you know you're gonna have to pay a premium if you're taking us out of the tier where we can get will anderson or, or whether you know you want to go down that road or not now or or whatever but the premium defensive players that the, the bears the bears they need help everywhere um so that's why they're looking at trading back, by the way. Um, but they've got to find some premium players on defense because they've got zero right now, like like none. I mean, yeah, you know, I guess Eddie Jackson's a pretty good player. Uh, Jalen Johnson's a, a decent player, but they got nothing, nothing else that that carries any weight. Um, so I could see them saying, "Look, we're not moving all the way back to eleven unless you give us Simmons." And and if that was the case, and it was a choice between, do I package Simmons up with pick 11 and maybe one other thing or something like that and make the deal or sit tight and, and miss out on the quarterback opportunity. I would, I would make the deal. I, I would go get the quarterback. Cause I think there is nothing more important to an NFL franchise than having a franchise quarterback and the Titans don't have Especially one.
0: Especially having one on a rookie deal. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And Look, I love Jeffrey Simmons. I think he's great. I think he's going to be great for the next contract. I think he would be a killer ad for any team in the league. And I, I hope the Titans re-sign him if, if they can find a way to do it. Uh, and, and, you know, if they could trade up and re-sign Jeff, for Jeff Simmons, I, that's win-win. But if they had to include him, I'm okay with doing that because ultimately you could have three Jeff Simmonses on the team. And if you don't have a freaking quarterback who matters when it comes down to playoff time, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're not going anywhere. You're not winning the NFL championship with a great defense and a mediocre quarterback. It just doesn't have anymore.
0: And here, here's something I want to say about these rumors, okay? So, obviously, they're rumors, but there are rumors from multiple different sources, multiple different companies. They've been around since the Senior Bowl, and they're just getting more and more out there, and they're, the Tennessee's being linked in multiple different ways. So, I want to bring this back to, though, what this means for the current quarterbacks on this roster and i know everybody was up in arms thinking that the tennessee titans said that ryan Tannehill is going to be here for forever and he's the quarterback for the next 10 years and that they all praised malik and he's next coming of uh john elway and peyton manning and tom brady all ro- rolled into one but ultimately what this should tell you is that they don't like either of these guys they'll be okay you know they'll they'll ride with them if they have to but they want they're actively trying to replace not only just Ryan Tannehill, they're actively trying to replace Malik Willis. Guys, it's over for Malik. It's just so far done. They can be as nice as possible out in the media when they're asked a question specifically about Malik. That's what GMs are going to do. That's what head coaches are going to do. They're never going to come out and say, this guy fucking sucks. We hate him. We're getting him out of here. Unless they're Aaron Rodgers and they've worn (laughs) worn the ass out of the the team because they want him out. But, I mean, that's a totally different situation. Guys, it's, it's, it's over for your Malik Willis starting as a viable future franchise quarterback, as a viable even NFL average starter. He's nothing more than a backup. You could just clip this off, play it over and over. I don't care. He is not one, and their actions are telling you that. Their actions are saying, hey, we're about to trade multiple draft picks to go get a quarterback, even though we just drafted a young quarterback. And you know why? Because Mike Vrabel didn't want Malik, and Ren Carthon didn't draft Malik. He passed over Malik numerous times himself over in San Francisco, and they ended up taking a seventh-round quarterback because they knew that he was going to be a better quarterback than any of the other ones beforehand, And Ren Carthon comes from a place that has conviction that trades up in San Francisco for quarterback, the trade up for Trey Lance. They do not have any conviction or emotional ties to Malik Willis. The fans do, and the fans need to stop.
1: I, uh, and I, I think, I think the way you should view Malik Willis at this point is if he turns into anything more than like, I mean what we saw last year it's a happy coincidence like it's it's like oh good we you know that that worked out it, it is not something that they're banking on i think that's how they view him i, I think they view him as like hey it, sure we're going to keep working with him and maybe he could be a good backup quarterback uh for us it, you know a cheap backup quarterback too if he develops a little bit because right now like he's not even like good backup quality that that's where he is development wise realistically um but hey maybe maybe next year he'll be better he'll learn the offense more he'll you know be able to progress through reads whatever I think they're looking at it as like maybe he'll be a good backup for us if he turns into anything more than that it's like oh wow great you know but at that point you're gonna probably trade him I mean right like if he turned into anything where like he was actually good and you could get something for him and you had gone and drafted say St- CJ Stroud and Stroud you know, unless Stroud was a total bust or whatever, which, you know, that, that gets complicated, but assuming Stroud is the guy that you draft him to be, you would just turn around and trade Malik Willis. So yeah, I don't think they're planning on, there's no plans of Malik Willis becoming the long-term starting quarterback of the Titans currently. I think that's fair to say.
0: He is, he's just a guy that it's just kind of like a, like I said, wouldn't he got drafted and how we viewed it, he's a lottery ticket, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll hold on to it for a little bit while. Maybe my numbers hit again later, but I'm not going to really, you know, I'm still going to go buy more lottery tickets. Yeah, the, I'm not
1: going to plan on paying my rent next month with, uh, with Malik Willis.
0: All right. Um, so this all ties into, again, going and talking about Jeffrey Simmons. And he deletes his social media. He removes Tennessee Titans off Instagram. He deletes Twitter. I don't know if his Instagram is still up or not. Maybe he deleted it too. Yeah, it's gone it's, too. It's gone too. Okay, good. Uh, don't I don't even care about these players being on social media. I know that's like a at Titan Stats West. Like if he didn't have Derrick Henry content to put out of him working with someone, it would like it, it would go dark for days. Uh, same same with corked bats. If they in A to Z, man, they 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 are desperate for some Derrick Henry content. Uh, All the chain those, workout, and, those little workouts you know. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but. It, I get to a point and I've been thinking about this for a couple of months and since Jeffrey Simmons switched agents and his agent is uh very snide and on and, um, I don't know if snides the right word, but he's very, he's very much on Twitter and he sends little daggers to the Tennessee Titans here and there. And yeah. he's not a well-known agent. He's a relatively new and young agent. And I'm wondering if that's going to hurt the negotiations for, on, in terms of how Jeffrey Simmons handles how long this could take. Because the Titans obviously probably want it to be done sooner rather than later. I mean, Dexter Lawrence is going to get an extension soon. Quentin Williams is going to get an extension soon. They obviously want to get it done. and want to get it done Harvey, for the going to
1: get a G. big free agent deal.
0: Yeah, and you got the draft coming up and all this stuff. I mean, they obviously want to get it done but i wonder how much the agent's going to play into this and making these negotiations a little bit contentious cuz he has been a little contentious on on twitter here and there and he pk is an old man screaming at clouds a lot he's a, he's he came out of like a 10 day 100 day coma on twitter the other day just started <laughs> talking to everybody and uh you know he went back to he's back in town twitter sheriff with a little badge and everything uh but he brought up a point that I had been thinking about about how the agent is is just a young gun looking to make a big splash, which good for him. First yeah. off, by the way, I'm not, I mean I understand how negotiations work. I'm not here talking bad about an agent because that's what, exactly what the agent should do: make the splash, get the money, get your client paid. But there's right ways of going about it, and I wonder, a <coughs> Quick, just quickly for you, because we, we need to get to some other stuff before we got to go. But A, does social media, the social media stuff really matter to the teams? And B, where are you on the comfortability that, when do you think this deal is going to get done?
1: Um. So one, I don't think the social media thing matters to the team at all. I, 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 in fact, honestly, if I was advising players in high-stakes negotiations, um uh, with a team in this kind of exact situation i would tell them to b- delete my social media too because here's what happens in in these negotiations the team and your agent are battling against each other right like yes you're you're on the same team uh you might even both want to to find a way to make this work but you want the numbers to be different and the team is going to be sitting there saying telling jeffrey simmons and his agent stuff like i know you want aaron donald money but you ain't aaron donald like, let's be real. Like, you're you're not Aaron Donald. You don't have any double-digit digit sack seasons. You don't you don't have uh, you know the the playmaking that Aaron Donald has been able to show. You are not Aaron Donald. You're not you're not Chris Jones for that matter. Um, they're going to be saying things like that, which will be hurtful to hear for Jeffrey Simmons. And I can see a guy, especially a young guy, you know, emotional, maybe going on Twitter and you know being like, man, you know, whatever, and and trying throwing out some cryptic tweet or something like that it doesn't make anyone look good it doesn't help anything all it can do is make negotiations worse in my opinion so i think deleting all of the social media is actually probably a good strategy for all players to around contract time just don't put anything out there don't don't put anything out there don't let the fans get riled up because the fans will get riled up on either side some of them will be you know oh you need to take a hometown discount and where's your loyalty and uh, other, other fans will be, you know, Oh, go get paid. You, you should get $40 million a year fully guaranteed. Like there's no need for all that flooding into your brain because that it does nothing but like poison. It's like yeah, Nick Saban rat poison, you know? Um, don't, don't get on social media. You should not be on social media for that. So I am pro him deleting all that stuff. I don't think it means anything. I don't think it means he's the nego- negotiations are going bad. I don't think it means they're going well. I think it means nothing. Um, as far as timing, man, I like your guess is as good as mine there because I I think he probably wants to wait, uh, and the team probably wants it done quick. Although it could be, you know, if they're looking at I, if they are actually talking to the Bears about trading uh, potentially, you know, maybe they don't want to get it done before they they make a decision on that. So I I think it's um I think it's a delicate balance timeline wise because yeah, you're right. If uh, if Quinn and Williams you know, the the defensive attack will market's super weird right now, anyways. Because they got Aaron Donald up here at like almost thirty-two million a year. And then you go all the way down to divorce Buckner at like twenty-one million a year. There's a huge I, I think there's $10 Chris Jones gap. in
0: between there, right? Isn't Chris Jones between them?
1: Uh, unless he just signed a new deal, then no. I, I think okay. he's in in that twenty-one million range too. So like there's a whole bunch in that like twenty, twenty million dollar uh general range. And then Aaron Donald's way up there. They're all gonna be pushing to try to get to like close to Aaron Donald money. Um, And I don't know who's most likely to give that out. Um, But I would, if I'm a team, I'd be trying to get mine done before, you know, some dumb team, you know, throws out a $30 million contract for one of these guys. Hey, saw it with the
0: Christian Kirk uh, contract last year, right? I mean, that, yeah. that that dumb team, Jacksonville, screwed up the whole yeah. wide receiver market and for and everybody. It'll,
1: yeah, it'll screw the whole market. But I think I think ultimately you settle somewhere in the middle, ideally, yeah. is, is, you know, somewhere 25, 26 million a year, somewhere. That's where I've there. always
0: kind of thought like 23, 24 is a yeah. good number. Um, but we'll see. The. Reading comprehension is coming back around. We're coming back full circle. We started with reading comprehension. We're going to end with reading comprehension. And maybe it's not comprehension as much as it is uh, reading between the lines. But the Derrick Henry trade rumors that started up and the two different reports that came out. First, Mike Silver, uh, formerly of the uh, NFL Network. Uh, according to my sources, all of them current general managers, all of them current general managers. It's very important. Let me say it one more time. All of them current general managers. Tennessee Titans running back Derrick Henry, Los Angeles Rams cornerback Jalen Ramsey, and Arizona Cardinals receiver DeAndre Hopkins are among the players who've been shopped in recent days. Then, that got, of course, Twitter up into a tizzy, and then Jonathan Jones comes out, and he says, I know there's talk that the Titans are shopping running back Derrick Henry, but my sources, okay, so his source could be anybody. It may not even be a GM, by the way. My sources tell me they are not. I have been told general manager Rand Carthon would be methodical in his approach to free agency and changes to the team. Okay. That does not mean that there have not been Der- Derrick Henry trade talks. I, I think that there has been, because I'm going to listen to the NFL GMs over just random sources. Now, there could be semantics in play or whatever, but there have been, te- there have been talks between the Tennessee Titans and teams whether they initiated it or not, about Derrick Henry being traded. And it makes total sense. And I'll be honest, I am one of those people, because I know a lot of people say, well, if you trade Derrick Henry, you might as well trade Ryan Tannehill. Those are, to me, mutually exclusive situations. Because quarterback, you have to have a quarterback. And you can win without Derrick Henry. You can't win without a quarterback. Now, I'm not saying that you can't win with a different quarterback other than Ryan Tannehill, because you can. But you got it, ain't gonna be Malik Wilson, it ain't gonna be Josh Topps. Let's be honest here. You have to have a top-end quarterback. Now, if they are wanting to blow it up, then that is fine because there's uh Mike Greenberg, I guess, on Pat McAfee's show at some point today while we were recording this said that he thinks that he thinks that Ryan Tannehill is gonna get cut. Maybe he knows something, maybe he doesn't. It's Mike Greenberg. I don't re- know of Mike Greeny ever really breaking anything. So again, and, I, I don't Rappaport
1: know. has been dropping hints that he thinks Tannehill is going to be back too. By the way, yeah. and, and and we know as as we've mentioned on this pod many times, the two people you listen to in the national media for Titan stuff is is Ian Rappaport and Diana Orsini. Those are those are the two that have consistently hit on Titans topics.
0: Um, and Tannehill's going to be back until he's not, which means that they're going to have to have C.J. Stroud or another quarterback already in place that they are going to get. They're not going to get rid of Ryan Tannehill and then be like, well, I don't know what we're doing now. We have nothing concrete to do. Exactly. Like, it's just not how it's going to work. Now, I'll say this. If Derrick Henry's gone, I've said it, they should trade in him earlier. It will be a good thing for the Tennessee Titans to pick up extra picks, especially if they're trading up To get the number one overall pick, I know everybody's like, whoa, it's going to be great for running or quarterback to have Derrick Henry back there. It's going to be even better for a quarterback to have a young offensive line or young offensive weapons to grow with. And that is getting an extra mid round pick for Derrick Henry. Like, that's just how I would build a team. It's not the most perfect way. And I'm not saying it's the most perfect way. But to me, the best use of your draft, of your capital and your assets to me, is to trade Tannehill, trade Derrick Henry, trade up for one. Like, I know that sounds like it's, like, a lot of trading because that may include Simmons. It may not include Simmons. I would try not to. But either way, you got to go up there and you got to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I'm with you. And, and look, I, to the to the Derrick Henry reports, I think the very clear takeaway is that Mike Silver was told that he was being shopped. Uh, I think, I,
0: NFL GMs, like, that's right. big. I, it's that not is former big. NFL GMs. It's not like Mike Tannenbaum on ESPN Good get, get, get Up or Rex Ryan or whatever. Like it is legit current NFL GMs yeah. who were probably asked about. Hey, are you guys interested in Derrick Henry?
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I think I absolutely think that conversations were had about trading Derrick Henry and, and with multiple teams, obviously. Um, so, and I think they should have been had because I, I I like you. I think look Henry is amazing. He's special he's uh a unique talent. He's one of my favorite players to ever watch in this in the franchise. however, father Time comes for everyone. He is going to be thirty very soon that that is happening uh I believe it he turns thirty what at the end of the season uh it'll be yeah, before, i think he's
0: december baby
1: so He's going to be 30 years old, and I, and I wouldn't looked up the numbers for all 30-year-old running backs uh, over the last, you know, whatever, however many years, and specifically for bigger backs because bigger backs, you know, it, it's a tougher, tougher league when you're a bigger back to, to hold up over that long period of time. 240-pound backs with a thousand yards or more uh, in a season past 30 years old. There's two of them. Uh, Garrett Blunt, uh, which was not one of the names I was expecting, and Christian Okoye um, in 1991. Wow. Those are the only two. Um, so Derrick Henry, like, look, he's defied the odds before, and, and maybe he'll do it again. But at some point, you're betting against you're you're betting on such a low probability thing, even for a freak like Derrick Henry. That I, I he just becomes illogical. And if you're going to go and move on from him, now's the time to do it while you can still get something uh back for him. While you can still get picks to help replace him, to help, you know, build build other pieces of your roster up because this roster is in desperate need as we've talked about all offseason of young talent. And, and hey, go get go get some of those pieces and parts and by the way, wipe some some cap space off. It's not a lot of cap space. Like I think they save like 6 million bucks this year and I think it's like five million next year, uh, by by trading him. But it is still that's that's you know, cap money that can be spent on, you know, another piece, another player, another, another guy that is going to be more in this window. Because the, the thing is if you're convincing yourself that you need to keep right uh, you know, Derek Henry, and this really applies to Ryan Tannehill too to me, uh, this year then to me, you have to be convinced that you can do something this season, that you can actually go win playoff games. I'm not remotely convinced that this team can do that, even with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill back. I, I just, I mean... They'll win you, just
0: enough to fuck you. Like, that's I, yeah, what I, I think they'll like.
1: win eight or nine games, maybe, and like be right there on the edge of contention, but then end up missing the playoffs and be picking 16th, you know, next next uh, draft. I, and that's not where you want to be. That is nowhere you want to be. And to me, if they are not convinced that they can compete this year, then now is the time to move on from Derrick Henry. And I know it would suck for the fans. It would suck for uh, them as a PR you know, side uh, from a ticket sales standpoint, from a merch sales, like whatever. It It would suck, but it would be better for them in the long term.
0: Here's a list of free agent running backs coming free. Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, Jeff Wilson, Devin Singletary, Damian Harris, Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, Raheem Mostert, Rashad Penny, Jarek McKinnon, Alexander Madison. About like 80% of that list can come in and help out a, a rookie quarterback. So like to me, to me, this also hurts Derrick Henry's trade value because there are so many free agent quarterbacks out there or running backs out there. But this guarantees you like we've talked about before when you're trading for a player, you're guaranteeing yourself a player. The free agent market does not guarantee you anything. And it's a player with a contract that you can take on and you can maneuver around and provide extensions if you want to, this or that. It is a cheap, he is a cheap one year rental at the very least. And I think there are talks, serious considerations uh revolving Derrick Henry. And I think there are talks probably involving the first round pick. Uh that's just it's just It makes sense for this team at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. It's a pretty good running back class, too. Yeah. And you, you, to to end it, you talked about it on paulkarski.com. Your article is out today. Go subscribe to paulkarski.com. But you wrote today about the trade situations evolving Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Jeffrey Simmons. Great read. Everybody go read it. Uh, We didn't get to the NFL combine or anything like that. I do got to get to a vet appointment. Got to take Huxley over there. He's been having some allergy issues. We're trying to nail that down. So we're, we're ending the show a little bit early, but I'm Zach Lyons. You follow me on Twitter at FWordsPod. He's Mike current. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Kearney NFL. And much like Bud Dupree, we are out of here. This has been Football on Other F-Words, and you have just been f